That recliner almost chopped my mate's finger off. This is what our killer looks like. Tired. Everyone has been affected in one way or another by this terrible tomato onslaught. There was a, a standing lamp in this room. What happened to it? Attack of the Killer Objects! Hi! Welcome to Attack of the Killer Objects! I'm your host, Anastasia. And today, joining me is my co-host from my other podcast, Morgan! Hi, Hi, Morgan. So good to be back. Well, not here. I haven't been on this show. Yeah, first time, shockingly. Yeah, it is. But it's so great to be back in this chair again. Actually, it's a new chair, but... Fair enough. (laughs) Could you be back in front of the mic setup? Yeah. Super dumb. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're here to talk about something that we've talked about probably our entire friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Which is 1975's Trilogy of Terror. Karen Black. Karen Black in a tour divorce divorce performance says, performance says, because she plays three different... Or four, she plays four different women in the movie. Yep. Yep. Um, but today, we are only talking about this segment. Because it's a, what is this trilogy? It is three little uh, vignette, horror vignettes, if you will. It's a little anthology TV movie. Like, okay. This was made for ABC. Prime time. Can you imagine, right? The people who made Modern Family (laughs) (laughs) made this, showed this. (laughs) Yeah, the same people who aired Modern Family aired this in 1975. The 70s were a wild time. There were a lot of crazy prime time horror movies of the week on TV on ABC, NBC, CBS. And legitimately creepy ones that would traumatize children. And they were they came on absolutely when kids would still be awake. Yeah, they need to bring it back. <laughs> Honestly, though, yes. But we're also in the Netflix age. So, like, people, kids that age don't even watch TV mostly. Yeah, true. They're, like, they, already into Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> they watch YouTube. And that's, like, or TikTok. I mean, I watch things on YouTube, but I'm not the one who clicks them. And that's no shade to YouTube. I've just always been the person where, like, I don't go out of my way to watch YouTube. So my partner is usually the one who puts on YouTube. And then I just go with whatever they're watching. Yeah, I I think same here. I just forgot the name of it, but it's, oh, the hot ones. That's what I watch on YouTube. Okay, that's the, the like celebrities eating hot wings, right? And answering yeah. questions. <laughs> um, I watch like some really like I don't know. There's a wide variety of stuff I watch yeah. on YouTube. I watch like physics stuff from PBS with Mark. Oh, yeah, that would go over my head. 
Well, you know, Mark's got a physics degree, so that's his jam. Yeah. Um, and I used to want to be an astronomer when I was a wee little child. <laughs> a wee little baby. I mean, I got, I also got the like astronomy gold medal at state. That's for, crazy. What for, What do you do at state? Well, it was Science Olympiad. They had astronomy in there? Yeah. Wow. I don't remember much about my astronomy class in college. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I identified Saturn first with a telescope on my birthday, which was really cool. Dope. I knew where it was. I was, I knew it was already out. Anyway, but we're getting, like, way off topic. Um, as usual. As per <laughs> usual, yeah. So anyway, we're talking about the one segment in Trilogy of Terror, the most infamous, the most famous one, the one that everyone remembers, Amelia. Yeah, the one that really, ah, really sticks with you, Amelia. Yeah, 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 man. That's what <laughs> That's I used what you, to call it. <laughs> It's a Zuni fetish doll, and and its name technically the only like name that it's given within the story, besides the fact that it is a Zuni fetish doll, is the one who kills. The one who kills. So you know, it's a good omen right from the get go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let me get to my notes on this beautiful little little movie this little short movie because it is because it's just a segment it's like what like 16 minutes or something like that yeah somewhere around there it's not very long no it's really short and you can watch the whole thing on youtube nice yeah that's where i watched it yeah me too <laughs> i couldn't find like the whole movie streaming anywhere else really yeah my mom had the dvd because they released it back when I was in, like, middle school or high school. I don't remember. She bought it. You can still buy it. I've oh. been eyeballing copies. Yeah, I don't know where my mom's is. I don't know. You need to find that whamma jamma. Yeah, I'll have to ask Sam and be like, oh, is there a trilogy horror movie at your place? Do you guys <laughs> have that? Are the discs still intact? Yeah. Are they? <laughs> Because, like, honestly, I don't know how many of you have experienced this, but as someone who has Blu-rays and DVDs, but especially, like, old DVDs that I've had for, like, 20 years, uh, some of them have, like, warped. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, in the box or in, like, your... In a case? Like, did you put them in a DVD case? Like, in the DVD case, yeah, they, they warped in there. Oh, crap. Yeah. No, I don't think I've... I mean, I haven't experienced it yet because we put all of our DVDs on the Plex server. But um, I have them all in a... like a zip-up case. That's fair. CD binder. That's fair. Um, I kept some boxes, though. Yeah, I've been, like, slowly rebuilding my collection because it hasn't... Um, I've, I've had... I've lost things over the years and I've just been, like, trying to get things back to my perfect ideal of what I want in my collection. <laughs> is Trilogy of Horror one? <laughs> trilogy of Terror. Oh my god. Trilogy of Terror. <laughs> uh, so yes. Horror versus Reality and Trilogy mm. of Terror mixed together. I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Trilogy of Terror, Amelia. It was written by legendary horror writer Richard Mathis. 
And Amelia was adapted from his short story, Prey, that was originally published in the April 1969 issue of Playboy. Nice. But it was also a chance for Richard Matheson to get a redo on a classic episode of Twilight Zone that he wrote. Matheson described the incident in Dimensions Behind the Twilight Zone. Quote, My original story for The Invaders was not to, to their taste, so I turned it into a science fiction approach. Many years later, the grim approach to the story, not that The Invaders is exactly comedy, became one of the stories in Trilogy of Terror, the Zuni doll chasing Karen Black all over her apartment. End quote. <laughs> For reference, The Invaders stars Agnes Moorhead, who you might recognize as Andorra from Bewitched, and she's a, this is in a mostly wordless role where she's living as an almost like an almost feral existence in this like one room boarded up cabin and basically a tiny spaceman lands on her property and proceeds to terrify her much like the zuni doll <laughs> and the twist being that the spaceman is revealed to be a u.s astronaut who has landed on a foreign planet of giants whoa that's a twist well in 1965 like or 1961 however long ago it was that was kind of a twist yeah. Um, but, you know, the Twilight Zone's been so influential that everything they've done, I think, has been, like, copied in some way. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been redone. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, um, Trilogy of Terror today has achieved cult status, being named the fourth greatest TV movie of all time by Complex Magazine, and the scariest TV movie of all time by MeTV, due in no small part to Karen Black's performance and the infamous Zuni fetish doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told my sister, I made that sound for my sister, and I... And she laughed so hard for so long. She somehow, despite the fact that she was born in the 70s, never saw this. What? Uh, I know. Oh, well, she was she born late 70s? 75. Oh, she was a baby. Well, yeah, but I mean, we saw this. How did she not see this at some point in her life? Ah, true. Yeah, because it did come on a lot. I don't remember what channel it had come on. I think I saw it at a on a hotel, um, at a hotel, on like... TNT or USA late at night. Yeah, because it would it would come on a lot. Mama would always be like, oh my god, we're going to watch this tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, man. Because <laughs> uh, of the sound he makes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my uncle was terrified when it initially aired. That's That checks out. I mean, <laughs> I was like not thrilled when I saw it for the first time as a kid. Because I was like nine, I want to say. Yeah, I think I, I may have been a little bit younger, but I, maybe nine. Still yes. pretty young. Young enough for that to, like, make me, like, think twice about any dolls in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we had these weird, like, African sculptures, like, of um, people sitting, like, carving corn or shucking corn. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, sitting on uh, wood, that the wood that they're, like, 
carved out of like they made little stool for them but i was scared to death of those things and my mom would move them and be like uh-oh did you touch those they're moving now because she would be like don't touch them somehow she always figured out when i touched them and she'd move them it freaked me out <laughs> morgan yeah mom was mischievous my mom was so mischievous <laughs> she would scare the shit out of me with those things that's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, they're always watching. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, yeah, uh, they were found under, like, this old house, like, really old house from, like, the 1800s. And they kept Don't like them. that. Don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. They're haunted. <laughs> Pro- haunted. Probably. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the little tale that I'm about to weave. Morgan. Ooh, we use this tale. <laughs> so Amelia, played by Karen Black, lives alone in a high-rise apartment building. She returns home after a day of shopping, carrying a package containing a wooden fetish doll, crafted in the form of a misshapen Aboriginal warrior equipped with nasty, almost piranha-like pointed teeth and a spear. A scroll comes with the doll, claiming that the doll contains the actual spirit of a Zuni hunter named He Who Kills. (laughs) And the gold chain adorning the doll keeps the spirit trapped within. Now, Amelia makes a phone call to her mother, and we learn that she suffers from her mother's overbearing behavior. It's a very naggy relationship. Yeah, her mom is terrible. Yeah. Now, Amelia struggles to justify her independence and and cancels their plans for the evening by claiming that she has a date. She leaves the room for a second to go, like, I don't know, make some food or something, I think. And we see that the Zuni doll's chain suddenly falls off. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's in the kitchen making dinner. And she's got, like, a carving knife. And she enters the living room and realizes the doll is not on the coffee table anymore. So she assumes that it just fell or something. And then she hears a noise in the kitchen. And she so she goes back into the kitchen, but she leaves the knife behind. And when she comes back, the knife's gone. I like the little... Yeah, the little skitters. Which, that's funny, because the last episode we did was Child's Play. And we were oh, talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how much we love the little skittering. The little, little footprints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it, I fucking love it. <laughs> so, um, she's looking around, and suddenly she's attacked by the doll, and it is stabbing at her ankle viciously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she attempts to, like, flee him. And he chases her all around the apartment. And she finally runs to the bathroom and slams the door. And then we see his little, like, dolly arms wild, wildly swinging under the door. Still with a knife, just, like, stabbing. <laughs> yeah, stabbing at the air. It's so funny. It's yeah. like when my cat tries to get in the bathroom with me. And it's just his paw going back and forth. Shut up, Morgan. In my notes, <laughs> the next thing that I said was it reminds me of when I lock one of my cats out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, True. I know. 
so the doll manages to leap up and pick the lock, and Amelia, like, kind of, like, braces herself with a towel, and the door opens, and she envelopes the doll in a towel, and then she, like, very futilely attempts to drown it in the bathtub. <laughs> like, lady, it's a possessed doll. You're not yeah. going to drown it. <laughs> Drowning is the last choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then she just kind of, like, drop, let, leaves it with the towel over it, and she runs out of the fucking bathroom. I know, she should have thrown, like, the hairdryer at least into the tub, like, on. Something. <laughs> something to slow it down a little more than a wet towel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love the scene, it just, like, pops up and stares at her across the like, room, and, it, and its hair soaking wet, and it's got the knife in its mouth. Yeah, it has the little knife in its mouth, I love that. It's so cute. <laughs> But also terrifying. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Anyway, so later it comes out and she traps it into a suitcase. And the doll starts cutting a circular hole with the knife through the top of the suitcase. And uh, she manages to stab it back down and then it stops moving. But it's just plain dead, unfortunately. <laughs> So she, like, starts opening the suitcase, what you know. What are you doing? I know. I would never open it again. I would throw that thing to, you know, the farthest ends of the earth. Yeah, I would, too. Oh, my God. Anyway, so then um, it leaps out and latches its teeth onto her arm and leaves, like, a really nasty bite mark. <laughs> <laughs> its teeth are so creepy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's literally like piranha mouth. Yeah. She hurls it into a lamp, <laughs> uh, trying her best to get rid of it. And it's still attached, though. And then when she does manage to finally detach it, she throws it into the oven and turns the oven on, like, high and shuts it with her back, with her back pushed against it and her feet, like, firmly against like the kitchen island. And she's holding it in. And it sets flame and starts just, like, howling and making these unearthly <laughs> screams. <laughs> Which this is funny because this is also something that happens to Chucky, basically, in Child's Play, except it's the fireplace. Yeah, that's right. That is true. Okay. The, yeah. They throw him into the fireplace. Yep. <laughs> this, this was a good time to do these back-to-back as a yes. It works out perfectly. It really does. All right, so... <laughs> like, a bunch of black smoke starts billing, billowing out around her. Um, and it finally stops screaming. And then she, like, slowly moves out of the way and opens the oven to, like, make sure it's dead. And then... In almost, like, a shot out of the evil dead, this force hits her. <laughs> And she's like knocks the fuck back and does this blood curly curdling scream. I fucking love the scream. It's so good. Yeah. And then we get like a little transition and we just see her on the phone to her mother. Um, and we only see her from behind. And she's in this like calm, controlled voice. She's apologizing to her mother for her behavior before and invites her mom to come over. And she then rips the bolt from her front door off and crouches down in this, like, animalistic uh, hunting crouch and just starts stabbing the knife into her floor. <laughs> Frantically, just, like, waiting. 
for the over and over. Yeah, just some nutty shit. And then she grins, this feral grin with the same horrific teeth as the Zuni fetish doll, whose (laughs) spirit is now inhabiting her body. (laughs) The end! So, um, I don't, you've never been on this show before, so I don't know um, if you know the format, but normally we do a best character, worst character, best kill, worst kill, most what the fuck moment, funniest moment. But this movie's <clears throat> doesn't have a body count, not really. Yeah. Um, not really. And the only characters are really the mother on the phone. <laughs> Karen Black's character, Amelia, and the Zuni fetish doll. So it's, I feel like you'd have a lot of forced answers. So we're just going to, like, not deal with that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Sufficient to say her turning around and revealing those teeth is definitely a what the fuck moment. Her mom is clearly the worst character. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, let's be real, though. The Zuni doll is the star. He's the best character. Let's be real. Yeah, Zuni Zuni doll is by far the scariest until Karen Black turns around at the end. True. And then she looks just terrifying. (laughs) Humans shouldn't have teeth like that. No. And that crouch. Like, like she's wearing the robe and her hair's all messed up and her makeup's like running and she's just grinning and stabbing the floor. Yeah, it's like wild cannibalistic cave woman vibes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Ah, oh, man. Unfortunately, Karen Black kind of regretted doing this. Aw. And that's mostly just because, um, after this, she her career was kind of a forced series of B-horror movies, and she didn't get more serious roles. Um, I guess they just saw her in this and were like, horror icon queen! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, and, green queen! Yes, and <laughs> she was, like, not feeling it, but she needed to eat and work, so... She made a bunch of those movies. Now, I think in her later years, she kind of came to terms with it a little more. But, like, during the, the heat of making the a lot of those B-movies, she was, like, not thrilled with her career, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Like, my mom really loved Karen Black and thought she was a great actress, a horror actress. She is. Yeah. But, I, you know, if it feels... I don't know. I always thought she, like, loved the horror genre, and that's why she stuck with it. It sucks that she was, like, typecast. Yeah, basically. She got, yeah. It was it was definitely a typecast situation. Yeah. And she would struggle to get um, roles that she considered more serious. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But, regardless, like I said, I think she did start to kind of embrace it later on. Because she, she did in, um... She did do some cons at some point, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Probably after, like, House of a Thousand Horrors. Maybe. 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 Mm. I looked at I looked at all this stuff, um, like, the other day, but <laughs> particulars aren't coming to me currently. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, so, Morgan. <clears throat> ah? What are your plans after this? Uh, Andrew just got a promotion nice. today. Nice! 
randomly. Nice. He didn't even know. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. Nice. Yeah, they surprised him with like a a raise and a promotion. So That's we're dope. going we're going out. Woo! Woo! Nice. What are you what are you doing? So I plan to get oh, oh let me preface this with saying that Ari Aster's new movie New, or his newest movie, rather, um, Bo is Afraid, hit VOD today. <gasps> and I plan to get deliriously high and go on an odyssey watching that. Because it's, like it's supposed to be like a three-hour horror acid trip. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I'm looking. I didn't know that was out yet. It, I Like I said, it hit VOD today. Out. Wow. Yeah. No, I've seen it. You've already seen it. But yeah, yeah, for work. <laughs> nice. But yeah, but I want to do it again where I can get so high that I don't have to worry about driving home from the theater. Fuck yeah. Because I'll be in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, I'm going to make a big ass bowl of popcorn and I might go get some uh, raisinettes. Ooh, oh, so it'll be like you're really at the movie. That's like kind of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Target and get some popcorn. <laughs> oh my god, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Morgan. Was that, was that gone, gone Girl? It was. By the way, we, that should be what we should do for your comeback episode. Fuck yeah. Because Gone Girl was based on Lacey Peterson. I, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. She just took it in a twist that's far more sinister and less tragic. Wow. But yeah, the Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson case is what inspired Gone Girl. And I think that'd be fun to cover. Yeah, that would be fun to cover. Especially since we have a great story about us drinking PBRs in the theater and eating Target <laughs> popcorn. All the candy. <laughs> mm, we're so classy. Yeah. Oh, no, we don't need no snacks. We brought our own. <laughs> We're not going to tell you what theater we went to, so they're not mad at us. Yeah. Yeah, no. It still exists, so. <laughs> they're still in business. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, that's my big date night with myself. Mike's probably going to be playing something on the computer. Uh, Seven Days to Die just released its latest alpha. It's like Alpha 21, I believe. Uh-huh. So, you know, he's excited to take on new POIs and new zombie hordes. Nice. And he got South Park the stick of truth on sale for like 75% off. So he's been playing that too. <laughs> Sweet. Um, there's an ungodly amount of farting that comes out of that game. I just want to <laughs> think. There's a mechanic where you're literally a little child. Cause that, you, you know, you're like one of Eric Cartman's buddies and you're literally like sitting on the toilet fast, fast clicking a button to make sure that you like have a powerful enough shit. <laughs> what happens if you don't shit hard enough? I think you just like don't pass that task or something. I don't know. I wouldn't pay close attention. If can you uh like shit too hard and like, you know, give yourself hemorrhoids? No, but you can clench your butt tight enough to resist and blow up an anal probe from an alien. <laughs> oh my god. This is that's trash. 
I mean, it's a South Park game. <laughs> <laughs> what were we expecting? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's little boys. If he's if uh if Bo is afraid, uh Peaks is interested enough, he'll turn around and start eating popcorn with me and watch it. <laughs> but uh but it all kind of depends. And when I want to go on deeply weird horror movies as such, I uh, don't always invite him for the ride because I know it's it could be real hit and miss for him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When I watch uh, films like for horror versus reality, then Andrew usually doesn't watch them unless they're like, I can't remember which one we, the ones we've watched together. You watch The Dentist together. Yeah, that's right. That was a silly one. <laughs> cause it's, yeah, because it's not depressing. It's silly. The silly ones are fun. Yeah, the silly ones he'll watch, but not the, the scary and disturbing ones. He'll probably watch Gone Girl with you. Yeah, I think he's seen Gone Girl, I think. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent rewatch. Yeah, I think I, I like that story. I liked the book a lot. I own it. It is sitting on my shelf as we speak. I can see. I gave my Gone Girl copy to somebody. I no longer have it. I, think, I don't know. I just I think, give books away. <laughs> I think Anthony bought this for me for like Christmas one year or something. Oh. So. so I feel like I shouldn't give it away. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't really give. I mean, I have given away a lot of books just to different like libraries and stuff. And uh, one of my friends from high school, I'm helping her get together a bunch of books for prisoners in the prison oh that's so cool yeah you know prisoners are people too and a lot of them are just like trumped up drug charges and they're bored yeah, they they're read. bored as fuck trying to escape not yeah, like yeah. escape physically but escape mentally yeah they're not trying to pull a ted bundy necessarily <laughs> or all those people that are escaping the mississippi prison yeah, or Dan and Maura. How many is it now? Six? Something. I lost track. Like, I, you know, I find it better if I don't check in on what's happening in Mississippi. <laughs> it's depressing. And if it's serious enough, my family will call me and tell me about it. Yeah. Actually, nuts. I won't lie. My family calls me and tells me about stuff that's happening around me up here. And I'm like, are you guys so bored <laughs> That you have to remind me of the shit pit we're in. <laughs> well, no, no, it's more like, are you guys so, like, I don't know. You know I'm a grown-ass woman, right? Like, you don't have to check up on me. And, like, like, I, like okay, so she saw, my mom saw in the weather during, um, I don't know, around Christmas last year that it was supposed to be, like, three feet of snow or something. And she called me up and was like, are you snowed in? Are you warm enough? <laughs> Aww. I mean, it's sweet, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, mom, we have a cold stove, and also it's only, like, a foot of snow. Yeah, three feet, that's pretty... Yeah, like, Derek drives a plow on the side sometimes, like, we're fine. Oh, yeah, you are totally fine, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're, we're good. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so we're going to wrap this up. This is a shorter one because the movie's shorter, obviously. Yeah, like 16 minutes. <laughs> 16 minutes. But yeah, the other ones don't have killer objects, so they just like wouldn't be pertinent to the, the podcast. No. Yeah. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for coming on my other little podcast over here. 
Oh, Anna, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, everyone, we will see you later. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Attack of the Killer Objects is edited, written, and produced by Anastasia Bird. That would be me. AOTKO theme was created by me as well, with free use music and clips from the following films. Killer Sofa, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, and Rubber. The outro music is They Come at Night by Shane Ivers, courtesy of SilvermanSound.com. Our website is linktree forward slash Attack of the Killer Objects. There you can find descriptions of all of our episodes as well as our merch store. We have apparel and accessories for all ages. Check it out. And if you enjoyed today's show, be sure to leave us a five-star review in the podcast app of your choice. Until next time.